welcome to the Unstuck Your Life podcast. I'm your host and life coach, Pamela Hughes. Every week, we're going to start to wiggle loose in area of your life that has got you stuck. All right. Hello. Hello. Appreciate you guys joining me here today on Unstuck Your Life. You know, I, I don't know where in the world you're listening to this, but I live in Phoenix, Arizona, and the weather here is just absolutely gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. We went from like 100, 105 just a few weeks ago to like 80 degrees today. And it's, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Uh, but I know that you're not tuning into this podcast to talk about the weather. So why the heck am I talking about the weather? Well, when the weather starts to break here in Phoenix, it really means one thing. We're close to Halloween. And we're usually kissing 100 degrees right up until Halloween, but it's starting to break. And that means we're kind of starting to kick off the, what I like to call the season of eating. You know, Halloween, it's trick or treat. There's the name treat even in the word, right? So we got candy and for some of us, it's booze and munchies and all of the things, which then parlays into Thanksgiving, you know, the feast of all feasts here. And then we got Christmas and we have fun at Christmas with all the cookies. And then we come right back around to New Year's. And what happens with New Year's? Well, for a lot of folks, there's some regret. There's a couple extra LBs on there. And so we start getting into New Year's resolutions. So today I wanted to invite on a guest who does all of these things. He helps all of his clients with the challenges that comes with losing weight, getting healthy and getting fit. I'm talking to Clarence Ferguson. Coach Clarence for short. He is the founder of Fit Over 40 with Coach Clarence, and he focuses on helping his clients with all aspects of fitness. This is a one-stop shop for whatever it is that you need, whether it's movement and supportive nutrition or the all-important aspect of mindset that you need in order to create these disciplines and to stay focused and on point. So, Coach Clarence, so happy that you're here. Welcome to Unstuck Your Life. Hey, Pamela. It's good to see you. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to have this conversation. It's a necessary conversation that needs to be had. And, and it's an important time of year to have this conversation. But before we get yeah. into all the holidays and all the things that are going on right now, I kind of want to step back a few steps here. And I'm a bit curious, your company is Fit Over 40. So why over 40? Why not over 30 or 50? Are there unique challenges to being over 40 and, and getting fit? Uh, great question. Well, it could have been Fit Over 30, Fit Over 20, but I feel like at 40, there's a little bit of maturity there. Um, I think most folks who cross over the 40s, they start to have different responsibilities. Their parents, uh, they're married, maybe they're divorced. Uh, maybe going into a new career, maybe advancing in their career. So there's all these other challenges that comes into being fit. Um, I think your 20s and 30s, those are your phases that you should learn from. I mean, I don't even know if I would, that'd be like herding cats. I don't want to deal with that. And everybody's going to be over 40 at some point. And so when I was really narrowing down a couple of years ago, what I really wanted to focus on, that was what I wanted to focus on. I said, I want to come do something that everybody's going to have to deal with and approach fitness from a different point of view dealing with you know outside things that affect your fitness so like you said mindset nutrition um exercise because exercising when you're 20 and 30 is different than when you're over 40 and your goals are different too you know when you're younger you're maybe throwing around weights in the gym because it's cool you don't really have a go everyone's working out to look good with their shirts off or in a bikini for 
now when you're older, you're like, I just don't want to hurt. I want to be able to get up and not, you know, out of my chair and be able to move and touch my toes, which I can't do anymore. So that opened up a whole realm and that's kind of the concept. Yeah. When you're in your twenties and your neck hurts, it's because you went bungee jumping. When right. you're in your forties, it's because you slept on it wrong. Right. Or you turned around too fast to yell at your children. <laughs> now your neck's got a cramp. So definitely different. Definitely different. And, and the holidays are different as well. Sure. Like when you're in the 20s, it may be the fun Halloween bash where, you know, everything's a sexy costume. It's like, you know, the sexy Tootsie Roll. Like, what is that? Right. Um, whereas now in your 40s, like you're the one sitting, you know, handing out the Tootsie Rolls to all the kids. Right. And you've got those temptations around you, bags of candy, and if you're not disciplined. And or you might have parties, you know, different things where you're shopping. There's a lot of stress. You got to get the kids a costume. Um, you know, it's like you said here, it gets a little colder. People tend to eat emotionally sometimes based on the weather, you know, or some people do. And this is funny. People will say, I'm just going to deal with it next year. I'm going to hibernate through the winter like bears, which you're not a bear. So you don't need to do that. But that's how some people approach the holidays. I know I'm going to gain this way. I'm just going to deal with it next year. And it's this cycle that repeats every year versus I try to get out in front of it. You know, you can have fun, plan your days, plan your week, plan your schedule. This is all part of that mindset. And that's what I coach. I think in this week in my group, our theme this week is just say no. Pick something you're going to say no to. You'd be surprised how many people are um, stuck in not saying no to people. You know, they don't know how to say no to people, things that are actually hurting them. So they're saying that could be going out partying. It could be saying no to someone that's doing something that you know is hurting you. So that's part of the mindset that we're working on this week. And that's each month I try to have something that kind of gears you, gets you ready for the holidays and whatever's coming up. So each month I have a theme. I like the theme of just say no, because it also simplifies what's going on because I feel like when it comes to weight loss or even, you know, just becoming more fit, there is this mentality of doing too much too fast. Like it's the kitchen right. sink, get ready to get everything in your house and work out five times a week for three hours a day. And it becomes overwhelming and burnt out because nobody can sustain that. But if you just focus on like saying no to one thing, boy, that, that changes the mindset and seems to make it a little bit more palatable and easier. I try to get away from that word weight loss, just um, what I've seen, especially people over 40 plus, because your weight's going to fluctuate. Um, I try to focus on just getting healthy habits. And then the weight loss is a natural byproduct of that. So um, right, right now, people are already talking about how much weight they're going to gain. And it's like, how about let's just focus on some healthy habits during the holidays. So I revise my holiday survival guide every year, but it's basically the same stuff kind of preparing for the upcoming holidays, the travel, families in town. There's a lot of peer pressure, you know, um, especially, and this is crazy, we have what I call environmental factors. Some places where people are commonly more clothed, like here we're hot, so where people are showing more skin. You might have family members from colder environments where they're covered, they're layered, and they're not worried about how they look. Now they're coming here and you're like, oh man, I gotta eat this, or they, these are traditional holiday trees. So coming up with recipes that are more healthy, like challenging yourself. You can have fun. And then at the end of the day, you can just have fun. Just have some limits, you know, because people say, I got all this candy from Halloween, bags of it. And if you're, if you're not mentally strong enough to say no to candy, then, you you know, like I like candy, but I'll have a few pieces and I'm done. Like it's not, I don't give it that much power. And I know we've talked about this before on my show. We, people give too much power to things 
versus just it's just a thing. It's just a piece of candy. It's a, it's a piece of cake, and then you move on, you know. But there are a lot of people who eat it, and that's the start of their downfall mentally. So that that start of the 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 downfall mentally is just like one piece leads to two, leads to three, leads to eight, leads to the whole bag is gone, and they don't remember really ever eating it. Yeah. So also too, that's the start of well, it's the holidays, and I got Thanksgiving coming up. You know, I know people who literally have something for every holiday. And I'm like, well, what are you doing on a Veterans Day? What does that got to do with what you're eating? You know, <laughs> oh, I make, you know, these uh, patriotic, you know, uh, cupcakes. Okay, that's cool. You know, and I give them out to veterans. All right, that's fine. You know, just eat one if that's what you want to do. But it starts to spiral. where People have been conditioned to accept this is the pounds that I'm supposed to put on. Work all year. And then they start saying, well, I'm traveling. And so, again, just what I'm trying to do with people, because it's different, like you had mentioned before, 20s, 30s, you, that's not things you're thinking about. You know, you gain a pound or two here and there, you know, it's often a week. But when you're older, you are starting, you know, oh, I got family, you have to travel. But this is all planning, the whole mindset of approaching it as just better habits versus, again, weight loss, because you, you're going to probably gain some weight, you're gonna lose some weight, depending on how you do things or where you're at in the journey. So my thing is like, let's just make healthier habits so that this, you can enjoy these seasons. They're going to keep coming. These holidays aren't going anywhere. So if you don't know how to deal with it up front, you're going to keep falling victim to it. What are some of these healthy habits that folks can adopt or at least try to adopt over the holidays that'll make a bit of a difference? Um, looking at recipes, as you know, there's, I do recipes twice a week. I'll still start to see more, um, holiday theme recipes. So alternatives, um, habits such as exercise. And if you know you're going to a party or doing something, there's ways you can manipulate your calories so that if you do have fun, it doesn't affect you. You're not going overboard. Um, this is that whole education piece because most people overeat or undereat uh, drastically. They have no idea how much they're eating. When you do a food journal, it opens their eyes to, wow, I don't realize I'm eating that much. Sometimes we see it on paper. Um, just starting out, healthy habits, just walking. Instead of um, sitting around um, making cake and doing things that you're on holiday, say, okay, we're going to make the cake, we're going to get these treats, but we're going to all go as, walk as a family together. You know, we're going to get the dog, we're going to all go together. Just make doing things that everybody can be involved in. Um, walk to the store. There's a good one. Go get the candy and walk to the store and say, this is what we're going to have to do to get off of it. Um, planning, if you know you have holidays, although this is kind of a weird year, there's not a whole lot going on because of COVID or whatever. Um, but in years past, you knew you had holiday parties. Um, people are doing things. You're going to start seeing more people having gatherings. So if you know that in advance, kind of plan your week out eat better so that last 20% you're going to have fun, it doesn't affect you. But that all has to start ahead of time. You can't go into uh, October 31st going, I'm going to kick my sugar habit because you're probably not, you know. Set a goal. If I eat 20 pieces, I'm only going to eat five, you know. Again, also too, I really harp on not giving food so much value and people will do that. They will be, oh, I just ate 80 pieces of, you know, uh, uh, little mini Snickers or whatever. I'm just making up something. And then they just they're done mentally. They, they just shot a hole in their foot. So all of this really is just planning ahead. Like start now. You know the holidays are coming. You know Christmas is coming. You can just plan ahead and avoid some of the things out there. If you have Christmas parties, just know in advance. Decide if you're going to drink. Uh, there's some people that I just tell them if you really don't want to drink, 
get some uh, Sprite or something. Put it in a, a glass that looks like you're having a martini. You don't have to fall to it. A lot of this, too, is peer pressure. Of eating. I mean, that's what food was supposed to be. If you go back in time, people sat around, they ate. It was a time to come together and laugh and joke. And it still can be that within reason. I think and if we you all eat correctly throughout the day, then you're not feeling like I can load all this food up. So, yeah, go I ahead. Think we have a lot of what, what I call thought errors. These sure. are the well, it's Christmas, I have to have the eggnog. It's Thanksgiving, I have to have the pumpkin pie. It's Halloween, you know, I have to have some candy. Like, I can't sit here and not eat the Twix, for goodness sakes. Says who? <laughs> says who? There, there's nothing that says you have to do anything. It's all a choice. Now, if you choose to make that choice, cool. Just recognize that you have the power to make that choice. And so I'm with you when it comes to the planning. And if you're going to go to a party and you want to drink, great. What are you going to drink and how many are you going to have? And then when you get to your two glasses of Sauvignon Blanc or whatever it is, you stop and you don't beat yourself up because you chose to do that. But you also have a plan in place. And so what I'm also hearing you say, Coach Clarence, is it's about creating the future you want instead of reliving the past of holidays Absolutely. that you've experienced. Spot on, spot on. And that's what people are doing. They're just reliving this thing that happens every year. And they can sit and verbalize and tell you what they're going to do. So if you can already verbalize, then you can say, all right, I need to change course. Because people, like you said, Thanksgiving, oh man, there's going to be sweet potatoes. There's going to be macaroni and cheese. And I'm like, that's great. It's one meal. People literally act like Thanksgiving is a whole week. It's one day. And it, instead of going, oh, man, Thanksgiving, it's one day that you, if you really are out of control, just have that moment and then move on the next day. And, you know, like I talk about how the turkey, turkey is a great source of protein. You can, have, you can have meal plan and have turkey, healthy turkey snacks, cut that turkey up, and turn it into something. So it doesn't have to be this thing. And again, if you want to be creative and get the family involved, come up with some healthier recipes. I, as you know, as a chef, I will constantly trick people into traditional foods that are healthy. And I don't even tell them. They just go, oh, this is really good. I'm like, well, here's what I did different. Instead of putting this in it, I put this in it, you know? So uh, it's things like that, you know? But again, don't give it that much power. Like in our family, Thanksgiving is a big deal. And I mean, on the surface, the food is so unhealthy. But it's one day. It doesn't derail me. I already know it's going to be stuff that I wouldn't eat on a regular basis. So that's just where my mind's at. And I enjoy it. And I go, okay, I'll do that next year. And life moves on. You know, and there's some things I literally won't eat just for one year. Because I, I couldn't do it every day. And you don't have to take leftovers. People always get feel guilty. Say, no, I'm, or take that food, just a homeless shelter or a family that's in need. You don't have to take all that food home. This is all just things that you talk about. So when you talk about it being a holiday, I can wrap my, my brain around Thanksgiving being a holiday. It's one day. But I feel like we get into Christmas and it's a holiday month. Right. And right? That's it's no longer just a holiday. Culture. It's a month that we're celebrating. Right. And so what are some of the biggest challenges your clients will face during that time of year? Um, just what you said, the peer pressure, the constant commercials. I mean, this is all by design. <clears throat> they are constantly bombarding you with, you know, mess, subtle messages that they, they've figured out over years exactly how to entice you to do something. And, you know, these marketers are good. And uh, 
you have to be educated on that. So people are, you know, they'll start making excuses. Well, I don't know if I'm gonna make it to the gym a bunch of times because you know, it's the holidays, you know. That holiday becomes the days. Christmas, same thing, it's maybe two days if you celebrate uh, Christmas Eve, and if you're Jewish and you do the days. Um, <clears throat> but again, uh, the biggest challenge I see is people start making excuses. I remind them back of their goals, because guess what? If every year this is gonna stifle you, it's gonna happen every year. <clears throat> so again, I'm big on that planning. What's your plan? How do you plan on dealing with that's gonna line up with your goals? And then also just not putting so much focus on these things. Pick something that you're gonna not do. Like I, you know, the whole, just say no this week. What is the thing you're gonna say no to? And this can continue every week. You can find some. Well, if you know, hey, once I start drinking, I overeat, what are some things you could do beforehand? What kinds of foods can you eat that'll help you feel uh, satiated so you're not just ravaging? And then understand why you're ravaging because you're just filling yourself up with liquid carbs and your body's responding by, I need food to help offset what you just did to me. So um, another thing too is uh, families coming in. And you know you have to say to your family, listen, I'm glad you're here. It's good to see everybody. These are things that I do. This is my new routine. And I like to stick to it. You're more than welcome to join me. Bring a friend to the gym. Take a friend on a walk or a family member. It's all those things. People will literally go, well, I got family in town, so I'm not going to see you for a couple of weeks because they're here. And I'm like, well, they're still your family. They're not. If you go to the gym, they're not going to disown you. So this is kind of some of the things. Uh, some people, <clears throat> it's financial. Uh, they don't have a large budget to work with. And there's that peer pressure. You see the Joneses down the street with getting out the car with bags. And that starts to wear on people. Like, well, I'd really like to get my kids 80 gifts, you know. Um, and you'd be surprised how much financial is a big deal. People will go into debt. And that's part of the mortgage thing I deal with. I watch people go into debt every holidays. It's one of the biggest seasons that credit cards will go up. And that's this peer pressure of I got to keep up with everybody else. I got to buy everything. I got to buy everybody. You know, and my whole thing is there's a certain age limit where I just say, yeah, yeah. that's it. You know, because if you bought something for every person, just go on your Facebook list. Imagine if you had felt the pressure. I got to buy everybody on my Facebook list a gift. You'd run out of money. I mean, what, what, when's the limit? When is it just doing something nice as a gift? And I talked about this before on my show. Sometimes a gift can be something that's intangible. You go volunteer. You go through your closet. You give some clothes that you can't fit anymore. I got thousands of shoes I can give them to somebody that can need them. Those are gifts that don't cost you money, but they make somebody feel good. Um, obviously with your children, maybe instead of giving them gifts, talk about what it's really supposed to be. Like we're so, this is the time of giving and family and we're supposed to be enjoying each other, not necessarily a gift because what you're conditioning them to do is if I don't give somebody a gift, then I'm not living up to this made up standard that I have to give somebody a gift. I got over that a long time ago. I was on and I have children, I have three children. So I have to, um, deal with that you know uh, now they're older now they're just like give me some money that's easy here's a gift card makes life easier you know when they get over their kids they want everything like because and again they're already being conditioned for little kids and this goes into adults well look at so-and-so got this 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 and you're looking at your budget going wow i don't have that budget <laughs> you know so um so now that has really worked for me just getting and doing things all the time you know so when christmas comes up they're not going you never give me anything so i'm expecting this big thing where every month i can give you something you know, and if you want to theme it around the holidays, why not? We talk about conditioning and how we condition our kids to just get, 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 get over the holidays. And then we 
go into debt because we're, you know, buying maybe things that we can't afford. We're competing with the person down the street wanting to give, you know, the latest AirPods or, you know, big ticket items. They're not just like the small ticket items, but they're like big ticket items. And then when finances become a stressor in so many's lives, the fallback to relieve some of that stress and the pressure from it is eating. So Absolutely. You start to see the circle and the cycle a, of all circle. of this. And, and then the conditioning as well, like as children, when we're not feeling good, well, let's go get an ice cream. Exactly. Do you want a cookie? Yep. So I just want to offer my audience as well as yours, if they're tuning in right now, is this isn't a time to beat yourself up. This was what a lot of we were thrown into, what we were conditioned to believe as children and maybe carried some of those over with us as adults. But I, as a life coach, you as a fitness coach, we look at these things with a very different lens to show you that they're optional. You don't exactly. have to do all of these things and to Just challenge no. it to see if it works for you. So I think this would be a great opportunity, Coach Clarence, to dive into the difference between like a, a fitness trainer at the gym versus a fitness coach that does something a bit different. So explain to my audience the difference between those two, if you will. Okay. And, and I used to be a fitness trainer and I figured out after a while, it's like you got hamsters on a treadmill. Um, a fitness trainer, in my opinion, is someone who counts reps says, go do this, go do that. And there's a shelf life for that. You find out really quick that, you, you know, a lot of young guys that I see come to the gym, we talk and they go, you know, how do you do it? How do you have clients that you've had for 15 years? And I say, because I don't approach it like a fitness trainer. I'm a coach. I'm a fitness coach. And I've told you this before. Um, if you're 20 and we started training, your goals are different. Okay. Now you're 30. Hey, I just got married. We're thinking about having a kid. So coaching is coaching you through the fitness aspect of all those things. A lot of my clients are 50 and up. Um, they're like trying to just move without pain. So I've set myself up that in that door stays open to people coming into that door who want things that are related to their life. And the co fitness coach just offers the fitness aspect of it. I'm going to Mexico for a few days. I'm having surgery. Um, that's very common now. People are recovering from surgery. So coaching for me is like, I am going through all those aspects. You know, sometimes they're coming in, they're having stress from uh, their uh, relationships, you know, so healthy things you could do with your relationships. I believe a hundred percent, and this is where I've shifted over the last 10 years, that a lot of this is in your mind. Any person can show you how to do a bench press, a squat, a curl. You can pay for somebody, you can go on YouTube, and watch that for free. Why are you paying me all this thousands of dollars? They're not paying me to show them how to exercise. They're paying me for the whole package. How to eat to win. When to take a break. And I've told people, I'm not the trainer for you. You know, one of the things I do, like you do, is I have a pretty big consultation when I meet someone. And I'm just listening. I'm listening for triggers, what they already think about exercise. Because a lot of people have a negative thing about exercise. I don't. I enjoy moving. I know what it does for me. There are people literally get up and go, oh, I got to go to the gym. Oh, I got to go to work. And so I want to know what that uh is. Because we're, we live in a time where you can change your uh. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do anymore. The times have changed. People are very independent, especially women. Most of my clients are female. And I say, well, why is uh? Well, it hurts or 
it's this. Well, why does it hurt? Because you haven't been doing it. Instead of it being a routine, then it doesn't hurt as much. And then you start having fun with it. You know, there you don't have to do what the girl on Instagram is doing because she's doing it for a reason. What are you in here? You're 40 years old. You're not trying to take your clothes off on Instagram. So let's make this experience fun. But you'd be surprised. I literally have women will bring in a piece of paper or a picture and go, that's what I want to look like. I'm saying, okay, I'm going to need you to bring your parents in. We're going to start from scratch and give you these things that this person has. You know, I talked, I think me and you talked about a lot of people don't love themselves. One of the questions I ask when I meet with people, I go, do you love yourself? You talk about you love your puppy, your husband, your, but do you love yourself really? And, and I will challenge them on that. I'll push back because if you just listen to the things that are coming out of that, they don't love themselves. It's just little negative things that, and you know this as a coach, um, we give ourselves little negative things. And over time, those little negatives become huge and they become reinforced. So your thoughts, what do you get up in the morning and say, oh, it's Monday. Oh, geez, I got to go to work. These kids are screaming. How about, I'm happy I'm up. I got a family that's healthy. You know, people are dying. People are losing their jobs. Like no one says anything good to them. I'm fat. These are negative words. I'm not pretty. Because Instagram, I only have 10 likes on my post. Um, this is where we are. Um, our so-and-so gets so much attention and she's, and I guarantee so-and-so has something going on too. So really, this is kind of, you asked me, I'm just kind of going back to it. The challenge a lot of this is, is where people are in their minds. Um, especially with women, women are very cognizant of their bodies. Man, if a man has a beer belly in some circles, that's like a, a, a thing to be proud of. Um, I got a beer belly that's big, it's bigger than it was last year. For women, it's, there's pressure, especially if they're single. And women are very hard on themselves. So a lot of my coaching is just getting through that. Because, again, I can show you how to squat. Because if, if, if I can't get through what you're putting in your head, you're never going to eat right. <clears throat> People always say there's a, um, a mental part of why someone eats. Everybody knows eating 12 donuts isn't right, but why do they do it? That's not exercise. That's not fitness training. That's coaching. Why are you doing that? And then it gets to a point where I may have someone like you because there's a line I don't want to cross. If it gets to a point where there's, you really need to talk to somebody, it may be that case. And that's when we say, let's suspend this part because nothing I'm going to do for you is going to work if you don't deal with this other demon in the room. Well, I think that you just touched upon <laughs> a critical aspect that has been missing in the health industry. And for so long, we've been fed this jargon that fitness is exercise or movement plus diet or eating right. So just to simplify, it's exercise and diet. You need to exercise and you need to diet. And if you exercise and diet, bada bing, bada boom, you're going to come out looking like you want to, whatever that picture is that someone's showing you. When in all reality, it's not just about how you move your body or what you stick in your mouth. Because if it were just that, there wouldn't be a problem. Go on Amazon. There are, I don't know how many thousands, if not tens of hundreds of thousands of books that will tell you what to eat, when to eat, how much to eat, but you're right. not doing it. Like you said, coach, like you could go onto YouTube right now and learn how to do a bench press. There's not a lack of information of how to there's a lack of understanding as to why you're not. And that is what's in your brain. And right. health and fitness is most definitely moving your body and eating right. Absolutely. But the missing piece has been your mindset. 
And so I wanted to ask you about the difference between like a fitness trainer and a fitness coach, because like in the eighties, it, there were people who had fitness trainers, but yeah. not many. That was kind of a, an odd thing. If you had a trainer nowadays, yeah. it's like everybody has a trainer. It's so right. ubiquitous right now. I feel like we're in a very similar time and space with coaching. Like there's odd people that have coaches, like you're kind of, you know, interesting, weird, I'm open, but don't really know what that means. But I think like in another 10 years, everybody's going to have a coach. Absolutely. I have three. I have one for my own fitness. Believe me, I've been trained for 30 years, but I have a fitness coach. I have a guy to coaching is to me is accountability. Um, I have a a finance coach. I have a coach that teaches me mortgage stuff. Um, I think the, the, what you're talking about is so important because what we see now is a lot of group fitness. And group fitness, you're missing the mindset. It is go, go, go. We're doing this today. Boom. And you see a lot of people struggling in group settings. They're not losing weight because that's not a designed to focus on you individually. And that would be another example of a fitness trainer. He's there to say, this is what we're doing today. This is how many times we're going to do it. And then we're going to be done. And God bless you. Eve, hope you eat well where a coach is going, <clears throat> let's evaluate where we are. So like I do weekly calls like this with clients. I check in, how's it going? What are you going through? The first five minutes might be us just, how you feeling? I'm, I'm very good at saying, how's your day going? Because if your day is messed up, that might mess what we do up in here. And sometimes just go home. Go home and you know get out of this mentality of you gotta come kill yourself. You talked about exercise, but no one talks about exercising the brain because your brain is gonna tell you, up, I'm done, or you need to eat this, and you've got to train your brain. That's a big part. And I think that's what a coach does versus a trainer. Trainers really almost, and I say this because I did that for many years, where we're in this box of 10 reps three times. This is if you want your butt to look better, do this, do that, you know. And they're really not paid well enough to take the time to dig into why somebody's eating something. Again, when you, like me, <clears throat> I run my own company. So when someone comes to me, I decide if I can even work with you. You know, like you do your free consultation. Part of that's for them to see how you're going to coach. And part of it's to see, do I want to deal with this person? And you don't, I don't mean that negative, but I feel like now my energy and my time is important. So if I'm giving you my commitment, my, it's in my investment in you. So if I can't see that you're going to benefit, I don't want to waste time. And I've let people go. I'm, trust me, there's people probably not happy with me because I tell them, I, you got to go. I, I don't want to deal with you. You come in with this negative energy, you leave negative, and you wonder why you're not changing. And I don't want to have someone that's been around me for a year and there's nothing changed on. Because then I'll sit down and go, well, part of you not changing kind of looks, people are looking at me. So I got to go, what, what's going on? What's not? Because some people literally go to the gym because you're their buddy. They're there to talk to you. And, you know, it's like, and we all been through that phase as trainers and coaches where you, that when you're starting off, you, you don't know these things. You're like, man, John always shows up. And John's just happy to see you. you're his buddy. Maybe he doesn't want to talk to his wife at home or he hates his job. So you're his one hour relief a couple times a week, you know. So there's some nuances there between a trainer and a coach. You know, coaching is, is really trying to solve a solution. Like if I was going to play baseball and I couldn't hit very well, I would hire a hitting coach. So that person would teach me how to hit the ball better. So when people come to me for fitness, I'm literally trying to show them how to be better at fitness. And fitness for me is not just eating, it's mindset. I'm doing a lot of relaxed things because I have people come to me who are so stressed out that 
exercise is a version of stress. So if you're already maxed out on your stress, and they get mad. You know, I go, you just need to relax. How about some meditation? Let's do yoga. Let's walk. Let's just clear some of the stress out. And they get mad and they go to the guy down the street who's like, Mr. Sixpack, and he's and you're just adding to it. And then you see him burnt out. What happened? I thought you were over there working out songs. Oh, I just, they're in the same boat because they didn't want to hear that you need to deal with what's going on upstairs. I call it the real estate between your ears. A lot of people's real estate is not in order. Real estate, most definitely not in order. But I think you also touched upon an interesting aspect there as well when it comes to the difference between like trainers and coaches, that trainers aren't compensated well enough even to no. really dive into the mental work. It's about counting reps. It's about maybe formulating a bit of a workout plan and here you go do your thing. So when you work with a coach, that coach is invested in you, but that also requires you to make an investment in yourself. 100%. So I think- maybe, and you can speak to this, there is a difference between like price points and when you go to a trainer at like a big box gym versus sure. getting one-on-one coaching from an individual. And for some folks, I realize that that might not be in the cards for them, but it also comes into if you want a new life, if you want a new way of being, if you want that new version of yourself, and I say new, I don't say better, because you're worthy right now. If you want to evolve and you want a new, if you want something new, you got to do something new. And if you've done all of these things in the past and they haven't worked for you, then stop doing them. Definition of insanity, right? right? Doing the same right. thing over and over and expecting a different right. result. So if you want something new and you're ready for that investment in that new version of yourself, it is going to take just that an investment in energy, an investment in commitment, an investment in trying to do new things and getting uncomfortable and an investment financially as well. Do you have that kind of struggle sometimes with the people that contact you and they're like, oh, well, I can just go to the gym down here and, and, and pay this guy this much and you're asking me to pay this much? Sure. Um, and yeah, we talk about a lot of the, a lot of after going through my thing and I hit, hit them with the price, um, then it's, it's like, oh, well, I'm, like you say, I'm going to go down the street. Okay, well, you're going to get that experience. And that person, again, is, is, I don't know what his financial situation is or her situation. I don't know what their overhead is. But for me to sit down and invest in you, this is what it costs. But I push back on that as well, because if someone is really serious, we can find a way. It doesn't have to be, again, People are so caught in the mentality of I got to be in the gym three times a week with a trainer. You don't. You could literally, if you've got the discipline, you've built that up, you could just get a sheet of our workout coming to your inbox. They have apps. Let's, this is what I want you to do. You pay me to follow up with you. That's coaching, but it's a smaller level, less time invested. So there's a way if you really want to do it. But a lot of people are stuck in the motto of I got to be in the gym, but you can't afford to be in the gym. So let's work where you are. Uh, one of my coaches told me a long time ago, you got to learn to love people where they are. Because as coaches, we see the future sometimes. I believe this person will be over here. But if you don't deal with where they are, they'll never get over here. So I start where they are. I have people say, listen, I drink every single night. Okay, great that's where you are. So as they start to learn to love themselves and value themselves, they won't do that. You don't even have to do anything. They will start to see, hey, I feel good in the morning getting up. I didn't dream. You know, let's, let's write that down. Tell me how you feel. But I require my clients to journal. 
tell me how they're doing. I have some that are just really tuned in. They don't have to. They're more just talking about where they want to go in the next couple of years. You know, that's the conversations we have. But I require them to journal food and journal. But not only my food journal, I ask them to write down how they feel when they're eating whatever they're eating. If it's a big giant steak, oh, I felt great. You know, why did you feel great? You know, and then you start, well, I had a good day. Kids were nice and I made it to work on time. These are all good things, you know, great, you know, or I put on this dress. You don't know how many times I get those pictures on my phone. Look at this dress. I couldn't wear this dress 10 years ago. And they haven't really done anything, but just, I don't, I, I'm kind of, and it's hard because everybody says exercise. I'm now starting to say movement because exercise a lot of times for some people has a negative connotation. So movement is moving your arms. Movement could be shooting a basketball. It could be taking a walk. Versus saying exercise because people, a lot of times, if someone has not exercised, I tell them there's a process. This is going to hurt. Tomorrow when you get up, you're going to be hating me. And if you can make it through the first six weeks, you'll probably be fine. But a lot of people fail in the first couple of weeks because it's this society is comfortable to be out of shape or over fat. Um, I don't say overweight because weight is a relative term. Um, if you're over fat, there's some reasons why you might want to lose some fat. And a lot of times people in my age bracket, they're coming to me because a doctor said, you got to do something, figure something out. So I don't take someone who just walked in, has never done anything in their life and expect them to do something really crazy. We just start with something basic and realistic. And I say, if you're looking for this quick fix, I'm probably not your guy because this is a process. You're 45, you didn't get here overnight. It's not going to come. So one of the things people are always looking at is their weight. I didn't lose weight. But guess what? You've been in the gym for six weeks. Six weeks ago, you didn't even know where the gym was. You know, you're eating regular. Let's look at these wins that they're going to get you. And then what, you, what they start to notice is other people will say, hey, you look different. Are you doing something different? And then they'll say that to me. And I go, see, because a lot of times we, you could speak to this. We see each other through our eyes and these eyes might be lying to us. Because what we see in the mirror may not be a reflection. And this is very common with people because we are seeking outside validation, not the inside validation. And this is what I try to coach because especially with women, it's very tough. I, I throw my hands up. I hear it all the time. Uh, women are so hard on themselves. They talk about, you know, I got cellulite, I got this. And, and I'm like, people don't care. Like, you're focused on that. No one is going to walk up to you tomorrow and go, you're, I mean, maybe, maybe, I mean, we have some rude people, but that's a one-off, you know, but it's, they, they see themselves through negative eyes and that's very hard to overcome because no matter what you do, everything's doing right. If you're looking at yourself and go, I'm not worthy. I'm not, you know, I don't have a good job. And I don't have the guy I want to be with. And these are these negative things I talked about earlier that are poisoning you. And it's, it's, people don't realize how we talk to ourselves really we start to believe the lies we tell ourselves. So I call that you find what you're looking for. If oh, yeah. you are constantly looking for, in, in this example, everything that's wrong with your body, you're going to find a ton of it. Exactly. But if exactly. you challenge yourself to find things that were going right or things that you liked, it may be a little difficult at first because you're not used to doing it. That's okay. You don't need to judge yourself for it being hard. Let it be hard and do it anyway. And then mm -hmm. you start to find the things that you're looking for. If you ever went out to like buy a red car, 
and you're like, oh, I'm thinking about buying this red car. I'm thinking about buying this red car. And you're kind of, you know, checking the finances, seeing everything is lining up for you. But you notice that wherever you go, you find you that, that red right. car. Exactly. When I was pregnant, I was like, holy cow, did like everybody get pregnant at the same time? Because <laughs> exactly. that was what was on my mind. So that's what exactly. I found. You find what you're looking for. And, mm -hmm. and I also want to touch a little bit, Clarence, on it's going to hurt. I think that is such an important message to tell people, not in, afraid, not in a way to scare them, but to tell them it's okay. When we grow as an individual, whether it's emotionally, whether it's spiritually, whether it's physically, it's going to hurt. Yes. And so when you get into that gym and, you know, for, for a woman like myself, you, you start like curling 10 pound dumbbells, right? And you're like, oh my gosh, this hurts. And you do like three, three <laughs> sets of 15. And the next day, like you're, you can barely stick your fork in your mouth and it hurts. <laughs> you're like, what have I done to myself? Right. But the more you do it, you're going to realize that you get stronger and then you just start picking up the 12 pound weights and then they're going to hurt exactly. a little bit. It doesn't necessarily get easier. It's one of those things where you start willingly push yourself further. Right. And I've right. been in that place like with physical fitness where I feel like I'm not working hard enough because it doesn't hurt anymore. But and I have to take a look back and go, yeah, look how hard I've worked to get to this point. So exactly. it's about appreciating the growth. And the more that you can look back at how far you've come, it makes it easier to get where you want to go. If you're constantly looking at where you need to go and how hard that journey is going to be, it's yeah. gonna then be hard versus looking right. back at how far you've come and honoring and appreciating that journey, then it makes where you're going a lot easier. I, I agree 100%. One of the first things when people say they wanna make a change is they tell somebody. And a lot of times your circle of influence are some of the first people to tell you, you can't do it because they can't do it. They're projecting their insecurities, their failures on you. And sometimes you tell yourself, you know, you try to lose weight 10,000 times. So why didn't it work? Let's dig into it. Well, I just quit or it hurt. And I do spend time on this process. And you actually gain weight before you lose it because your body is adapting to these changes. So you actually have a scale increase. So I, I, these are things you got to walk people through because that's people, I just started working out like anyway, when you are at first and then it comes off. That's that change you're talking about. So I try not to focus on how much weight did I lose or I can only do five. That's okay. We'll do 10 next time. You know, those are little gains that you got to think about. And like you said, change is hard because sometimes you have to change who you're around. If you're around friends and don't share the same goals, you don't have to not be friends with them, but put some safe distance between them so that they're not influencing you. And be honest. Hey, my friends have a lot of food. So let's talk about that. What can I do? Okay, you could say, no, I'm not going to go out every night of the week. Maybe we'll go out once a month. Let me see how it fits into my thing. And if they're being negative, maybe you say, okay, maybe this is the best person in my circle. Um, because again, a lot of times people, your circle, it could be a spouse. Oh, you don't need to do that. Or it could be... I've dealt with the insecure spouse. Now the woman's getting in shape and she's getting compliments and looks and his insecurity is coming out on you. You don't need to go into the gym. That's that negativity. And some people are very influenced by that. Um, so these are like things I talk about people before. These are real situations. Hey, I'm getting a divorce. I haven't dated anybody in 20 years. I want to look good. So then that's why that's a great thing for them to say because I go, why? You're looking for someone else to validate you. When we do that in relationship, we all want to be told we look nice or we're pretty or, you know, handsome. That's normal. But if that's driving your everything, it's just going to fail, you know. And 
a lot of women do come in. I, you know, I really want to get back out there. But why don't you create this inside that will attract who you want? You know, if you're focused on this, let me tell you something. It's like a car. The moment you walked out of that womb, that was a depreciating asset right there. It's going down. You're, you're getting older. Things aren't going to be as tight. So let's focus on the inner beauty and you'll attract because, and you can speak to this more than me, but I found this that in my own dating, you will attract the energy you're putting out. A lot of times we look at, why do I keep getting these type of people? No one ever says, my ex who does like coaching actually, and she told this to me because I was going through a phase where I was having all these problems. And she said, have you ever asked yourself, what is it you're contributing to these problems? And no one thinks like that. And I had to sit back and go, a lot of it is my attitude. I woke up, you know, thinking, yeah, this happened yesterday. And I'm attracting that energy versus, again, when I say, ask people, this is a, I still do this and I've been doing this for years. Do you really love yourself? And a lot of people struggle with that. And ask, and sometimes you get people be emotional say, they'll say, I don't love who I am right now. That's a good start. So now we got somewhere to build on. Okay. You don't love where you are. So let's, why? Let's, I ask why. And they'll start talking physical stuff. I'm, well, I'm overweight. I, you know, I have a tough time dating or I don't, I'm not in the career I want. And I go, well, why aren't you? And because no one's told them they can do it. Yeah, you can do it. You don't like it. That's what's great about the United States has its problems, you know, like any other country. But one thing about the United States, you can change something you don't like. And I tell people change starts instantly. I don't want this job where I'm going to go home, get off work, I'm gonna get online and put my resume. I want to do what I want to do. Or you can create a business that, you can do part-time. You get to the income where you can leave that job. You know, there's change is instant. So, I mean, we could go for hours on change, but one, you know, the thing that you asked me, which is a constant is people's uh, image, self-image is really low. And a lot of it's because they're using other people to validate themselves. They don't have this much money. They're not. And a lot of this is driven by the media. We celebrate people with a ton of money. We celebrate good looks. Um, I was watching a really interesting debate and they were talking about how one guy was really selling, we don't have prejudice, but you do. If you see someone really pretty, we call it pretty privilege. Um, a prettier girl, generally, and this, I can say this with, with, without fear um, of being people not agreeing with me, uh, if you're handsome or you're really pretty, your life is going to be a little different. You're going to get more opportunities because that's a prejudice. That person's pretty. First, so let's just say physically and whatever that means to you, unattractive. Their things going to be different. They're, they've been, they, all their life, they're being told, yeah, or you, you know, you, you just, you, you wouldn't be a model. I was in the model industry, and that's a cold industry. They will shred you. And if you can make it out of being a model, you're doing pretty good because they make you feel bad about your body, how you look, you know, you gained a pound, if you have a piece of say, like you're showing up in the lighting. So um, people don't like themselves. And I think a lot of it is driven by the media. Yeah, I can see that too. And there's so much media around us nowadays. It's no longer just kind of, you know, the magazines at the doctor's office or on the rack at the grocery store or, you know, news in the morning and in the evening. It's 24-7. It's, we're constantly being bombarded with content and we're not managing our minds around that content. All we're doing is consuming it. And right. that's all a choice. And so I just want to offer like my listeners right now, like that is all a choice. It is a choice to consume. It is a choice to believe these things. And sure. when you start to own your choices, instead of blaming others for where you are, you start taking power over it. You have right. power 100%. when you own your stuff. 
you have no power when you blame someone for your stuff because then that means you're not going to feel better unless they take responsibility. And let me tell you something, they're not taking responsibility for it. So <laughs> it's about taking back your power with your food, right. with your movement, with your life, with your mindset and what you want and why you want it. And so this has been a fantastic conversation. So many wonderful nuggets that have come out of this for my audience. And so I thank you for your time today, Clarence. Sure, but I also want to make sure that, you know, because of the information that you've given, I'm sure that there are people out there that are like, I need more of what this guy has to offer. Where can I learn more? How can I work with him? Tell them where they can find you. Well, on Instagram is Fit Over 40 with Coach Clarence. I have a Facebook group that's free to join, Fit Over 40 with Coach Clarence. Uh, my website is the same thing, Fit Over 40 with Coach Clarence. My email is info at coachclarence.com. And my podcast is on the website, same thing, Fit Over 40 with Coach Clarence. Uh, is Domestic Violence Month. Um, I had a wonderful woman on, and I have been surprised at how many DMs I've gotten from women who said, thank you for doing that. Um, I actually think you guys should connect. She's got some serious stuff that I was blown away that I didn't even know. Um, so the podcast, I try to bring interesting people on who have something to say, who have a story. And this is all part of the field over 40. So if you're over 40 and you want basic, practical stuff that you can do and change right now, then that's how you find it. I would also... I would also yeah. just recommend to like to my audience who, who are in their 20s and 30s, yeah, you may get something different out of it, but right. like the recipes, you know, being a former chef, the the mindset work, that's universal. So yeah, and yeah. you don't have to be 40 because people say, I can't, I'm not well, you're gonna be, so get started now. So get it, you can come. I, I, that's just the thing. You don't have to be 40. There's not like no one's gonna block you because you're 20. Card you, not, we're not carding before you know you listen or anything. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Coach Clarence, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. All right, folks. I think that that is enough for you today. So many wonderful nuggets on how to help you out with the holidays and goals and how they change from when you're in your 20s and 30s and 40s to the mindset work and, and how Coach Clarence meets you where you are. So many wonderful things. I hope you guys got as much out of that as I did. And I'll see you next week. Hey there, podcast listeners. If you're feeling stuck and you want to start wiggling loose, head on over to my website, PamelaHughesCoaching.com and sign up for a free session to see if life coaching is for you. Again, that's PamelaHughesCoaching.com. Hope to chat with you soon.